Hello and welcome to the Incredibly Influential and Highly Successful Podcast. My name is Kale. I'm incredibly influential. And I'm Maxwell. And I'm highly successful. Uh, today is January 31st, 2024 as we're recording this. And uh, yeah, it's, it's... It's the end of January. We made it through the first month, you know? The, the hell has only just begun. Aren't you excited? Um, yeah, man, totally. Me too. It's going to be the last year of our, of our lives. So I'm looking forward to it. Be careful what you wish for. It's, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're living it, you know, this, this could be it. Cause Iran just attacked a bunch of troops in Jordan and you know that's that's generally not a good thing. We might we might be going to war with Iran, which would not be good. Yeah, we left there like two, three years ago. We never invaded Iran. Oh, we invaded Iraq. That's right. Yeah, we were supposed to invade Iran. I mean, not like supposed to, but like should have people, morally people, speaking. Well. I mean, I'm more referring to, like, we're geographically the people responsible for the terrorist attacks were even, mm. like, located. But, of course, you you want to hold a whole, I don't know, it's a, it's January. Mm-hmm. You know. What more do you want? We just gotta, we just gotta make it through, you know. We gotta make it through February. February is a short month, you know. Well, well, no, it's longer this year. It's longer this year. It's a leap year. That's right. You thought one extra day of this bullshit. They really drag it out, don't they? The, uh, because every four years is fucking shitty, you know. Twenty sixteen was really bad. 2020 was really bad. 2024 is going to be really fucking bad. So, you know, I think we're all fucked. So. Great. Why not think, enjoy it? I Live think, a life uh, of hedonism. That's the attitude for 2024? Mm-hmm. We're all yep. fucked. Yep. Throw that on a hat. Oh, yeah. You know, that uh, we'd make a billion dollars if we did. You know? Because everybody knows. We're fucked. It's great. Sorry, I'm eating popcorn right now. It's delicious. Wow. So much courtesy you have for this podcast. I sit with you. I'm hungry. I haven't eaten all day. Now I gotta hear you eat popcorn. That's a funny thing about popcorn. It's like the loudest food you can eat, yet it's like a pastime for the probably the quietest thing we share together. That is true. That is true. That is that is a good point. You know, um, it it is it is one of life's great mysteries why popcorn, um, uh, is like the most popular like spectator food. You know, I I wonder what the reasons are that sort of led to that. I think that would be an interesting thing to like write a paper on. You know. Like if you were a history well, you major, you could do that. I'm not a history major. It's not my job. 
Fuck you. You do it. I'm not a history major either. Um, well, shit. If you're a history major, look it up. Um, uh, why is popcorn the 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 default movie theater snack? Let's see. What do we got? Um. So before I read the article, I I have a theory. I have a theory, and I want to hear your um uh opinions on this. So you know how popcorn it's in kernels, right? And it's so much smaller. Um you know, it's tiny, right? But it expands when you heat it. And not just like in the way that all things expand when you heat them. Like it really explodes. So I'm thinking like street vendors could carry a whole lot of popcorn and it would grow and expand and you'd be able to like give out more to people than you would like be carrying like more surf. You're giving out more surface area than you're taking up with your unpopped popcorn. If that makes sense. It's an interesting theory. Yeah. But so uh, the independent vendors uh, who would sell it in the streets would go outside the movie theaters um, from, from, from this article. It's from Mental Floss. It's by Maura Lieberman uh, from April 1st, 2016. We got to cite our sources. We're, we're fucking professionals. We're, give, give people their credit. Yeah. I'm a STEM major, so I have to. But, yeah. Everyone the, has uh, to. I know, but I doubly have to. Or else they'll fucking shoot me in the head. Um, but the... Uh, so the movie theater, you know... Before talkies, right? They were like, oh, this is a theater. You know, this is this is not... Um, like... You know, this is this is classy, right? But so, according to the article, before the theater, before before the talkies, you know, it was nice and sophisticated. But when talkies happened, according to the article, um, uh, like everyone can enjoy it. So the vendors would be outside, and they would like, um, like just be, you know, they they'd make like one and a half to double the profit because. People walking by the movie theater, they'd be like, oh, you know, I'm fucking hungry. Let's get some popcorn. Or they would go into the theater and, you know, oh, we want to watch a movie. I'm hungry. Let's get some popcorn. Right? So then movie theater owners are like, well, that's bullshit. They're making all our fucking money. We can make more money. So that just makes sense. Um, so and apparently... In essence, um, movie theaters took away the privatized industry of popcorn and made it commercial for sort of um sort of and in fact during the depression again according to the article one of the theater owners actually dropped the price of the movie tickets so people would just come for the food and i don't know if you've ever bought snacks at a fucking movie theater before but that's basically what you're coming for but like by money wise you're you're coming for the popcorn well when you pay about as much for the ticket as you do the popcorn, I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. But so much better. 
And I think that movie theaters are paying um like the popcorn people to like exclusively get the good movie theater popcorn at the movie theater and then the shitty popcorn that you get in like bags and stuff like they're they're paying the suppliers to like get the premium stuff you know does that make sense that's that's not from the article that's just my opinion but another thing the article says premium i don't know i don't know but movie theater popcorn is just better you know but um again according to the article it really took off during world war ii and that makes a lot of sense because you know sugar is going overseas but there's no salt sort shortage or there's no kernel shortage so i guess it like popped off which i think is interesting so yeah go check out that article it's pretty cool it's a it's a good article um Amazing. it's it's intriguing you know first order of business done i like origins of popcorn movie theater popcorn well i I don't think we touched the origins of popcorn itself but i think we we really did escape private industry and fall into the hands of the 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 monster of amc Mm -hmm. that's a good point Mm. now here's the question why was it just popcorn that went into movie theaters? Why didn't like nuts take off? Right? I thought they like, did. But like nuts in a movie theater. Like I can never find like like you know how when you go to Bucky's and they have like the candy you don't know. You've never been to Bucky's. Shit, sorry. But you know like when you're in New York City, right? And you see the stands on every fucking street corner that's fucking hot salty nuts right and you know you make a little joke about oh i love i love eating hot salty nuts you know you make a little joke everybody laughs a good time is had by all how come there's no hot salty nuts in the movie theaters you know i wonder what you should do about that i think i should take my hot salty nuts to a movie theater i think you should bring your own hot salty nuts to the movies start it Nah, because big movie theater won't let me in with my own food, you know? The man is keeping me down. Well, maybe you gotta sneak in your hot, salty nuts into the theater and then, you know, open them up when you're inside. You know? (laughs) Something tells me I might be charged with a crime for that. (laughs) Yeah, they Um, might remove you from the theater if they catch you unveiling mm -hmm. your hot, salty nuts in the theater. Do you like your your nuts? Do you like your your hot nuts? Because every everybody knows you like hot nuts more than cold nuts. But you know, do you like your hot nuts salty or sweet? Well, I personally like nuts for nuts, and they're cashews. And when they like, I don't know what they cook them in, but they do end up pretty sweet afterwards. Mm. And also, yeah. I don't know. Most nuts don't feel very salty, even though. I guess they are supposed to be like mm-hmm. pistachios. I mean, they are mm. salted. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're just sweet. But I'm talking more like I'm talking more like, you know, like the ones on all the street corners in Manhattan, right? Or like um Yeah, that's what I'm talking about too. And like or like when you go to a ball game, right? 
Yeah, they serve sweet nuts. Sweet ones. Yeah, Yeah, those ones are good. I I think I prefer those. Every time I go to Bucky's, I get the the um the 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 almonds. The almonds covered in um uh whatever they fucking glaze them with. I think it's like cinnamon sugar or whatever, but it's really good. So I always get those, and I can never finish them while they're while they're hot, which is a shame. But because I always get like a sandwich too, or like a burrito, so it's like gotta eat the burrito first. Because they're okay when they're cool, but they're not like you know great when they're cool. They're just kind of okay. But like a sandwich, when it's cold, it sucks. So you gotta eat the sandwich first. But when you finish with the sandwich, you're full, and you can't put the the hot sweet nuts in your mouth. You can't just scarf down those those nice hot sweet nuts yeah you gotta like you gotta give your body a a chance to like re-energize yeah you know there's like there's such a thing as too many um hot too much in your mouth at once yeah there's such a thing as too many nuts in your mouth you know and i think (laughs) you know we're totally naming this episode hot salty nuts by the way (laughs) you know that right like, have, have you come to terms with that? Um, if you're, if, if that is what you're, you think is right, then, um, you know, I can't, I can't deny that. I would, I would be uh, ashamed to deny that for you. I think the it's a good choice. This, the naming of this to be hot, salty nuts. If I that's, think. If that's what you see is best. I think I think hot salty nuts has a lot of character. I think I think getting the those hot salty nuts, I think that's really I think that would be up there with some of our best titles. You know, I think like um uh what like uh hmm uh what is it? Fucking pants down at the urinal. That's a good title. Um what was it? We need to talk about Maya. That's another really good title. Um, uh, oh, my wife's boyfriend's favorite episode. I like that one. That one. That one's a good good episode title. Oh yeah, fitness and CDs. That's another one. God, this really is just me replaying the hits, isn't it? This is a lot of our episodes. It's just me talking about how good I am at doing titles. Um. Friendzone by Shrek. I think Friendzone by Shrek is... Uh, no, no, no. Friendzone by Shrek, and then above it is Dwayne the Cock Johnson. I I love Dwayne the Cock Johnson. That is my favorite title we've ever done in my entire life. I'm glad you're... I'm glad you're such a fan. Are, are you glad that I'm a fan of Dwayne the Cock Johnson? Yeah, I think it's fitting. Yeah, I agree. Also, don't mind me. I'm just uh, remixing some liquid IV into my water. You like the worst. Turn this into a popcorn liquid IV mukbang. Hey, we're not. What happened happened to the honest conversation of hot salty nuts? We're not sponsored by popcorn. We're not sponsored by popcorn or hot salty nuts. But we are sponsored by liquid IV. But we are sponsoring them by talking about them here. I mean, and but promoting, are we, though? 
Well, if, if you're said, eating popcorn and you're telling people not to eat it, I would call you a hypocrite. If I said, you know, I like um, guys with mustaches, right? Would that necessarily mean that I'm sponsoring all guys with mustaches? Or does it mean, like, as a concept, I like them? You know? I think, I think you're sponsoring them to come on to you. <laughs> Are they going to come on to me that, and give me some hot, salty nuts? <laughs> when you give an invitation like that. I, I think I think you're gonna, if, be, if, you're gonna be brussled by some uh, fine mustaches. If they, you know, if if somebody wants to come over, if a man with a with a mustache wants to come over and give me some hot salty nuts, I'm not gonna say no. You know, like hell yeah, mustache man, give me some of those hot salty nuts. I want to put them in my mouth. Right, I want I want to savor them. I want to have that flavor, you know. I want to I want to really, you know, ring out all the flavor while they're while they're in my mouth, you know. This fucking gross. I see. <laughs> this no, fucking see. gross. God, we we're just fucking ten year olds. You got a way of wanting things done. Mm-hmm. I'm very particular when it comes to. Uh, mustachioed men with their hot salty nuts. You and know? how you want your nuts? Yes, I do. Oh, of course. And I mean, if I had hot salty nuts, hypothetically, to you give, know, to give, um, that's how I would want someone to uh, partake in my in my hot salty nuts. Right. You know, you don't want you don't want like to be refused your own hot salty nuts unpolite impolitely you know exactly you want it, you want it right? to be you want it to be respected or like i don't want you to just throw them in your mouth for like a second and just be like oh i'm done no i want you to savor it you know i want you to enjoy it and and really like you know feel it and savor it and and take that experience and really live with it you know i think you're like capitalizing more on the enjoyment of your own nuts than the enjoyment of other people's nuts but it but i think think you should you should learn to enjoy other people's nuts i uh, no, i i'm saying i mean i'm saying there's nothing wrong with enjoying your own but i think you should um you know no i mean if only i could but what everyone what everyone can offer but what i'm saying is like that's how i like to do it for others so i would want that done for me you know because I have that experience of enjoying other people's hot, salty nuts. Ah, uh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, that's... it's like, do unto others as you would want done unto yourself, right? But yes. but it's like backwards, you know? No, it's exactly that. No, it's just like, it's just the conversation is about your nuts and their nuts. Exactly. We're going to hell for this. What is this show? What are we doing? No, you know, this is exactly what we set it out to be. Uh, that is true. I will def- I will defend that claim. Whenever I go to New York City and I see someone with the with the fucking the the hot salty they invite it when they say hot salty nuts, right? And they don't specify 
They don't specify which ones. They just say hot, salty nuts, right? If you're not going to specify, if you're going to make my job that easy, like you, you gotta, you gotta realize you're inviting that sort of jocular juvenile behavior, you know? It's like, of course. Yeah. You, you can't help it as a customer. I can't help myself. Like I see the, the, the sign and I know I can get a cheap laugh. I'm going to take that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to run with it. And some hot nuts. Cheap laugh. Cheap nuts, usually. I don't know. Sometimes they kind of jack the prices, but, you know. Cheap laugh, cheap nuts. Good times had by all, right? It's a win. It's a win, right? Right. I think the number one audience for those stands are people who make hot salty nuts jokes. So, really, if they want to like I mean, why come else out would you get why would you get into the business and not if not for the enjoyment of what you do? No, I mean like their their primary audience, right? I think the people who they sell to the most are people who are making hot salty nuts jokes. So, if, you know, a proud like salesman of hot salty nuts like you know, comes like like if if they if the hot salty nuts like uh, union finds us here or, or or like flames us on Twitter, right? I think you gotta understand like really who's your base? That's right, people who make hot salty nuts jokes. So I think you have to have at least a begrudging respect. For people who say, huh, hot salty nuts in my mouth, <laughs> you know, because that's at the end of the day, that's who's paying your, your checks. You know, you got to respect the consumer. Right. And that is that is the ideal consumer. Right. Because, you know, they get their laughs. And when, once you get someone laughing, it is a, a proven fact uh, that if you get someone laughing, like they will, they will do what you want, you know. So you've established that rapport. You know they come in, they they're like hot salty nuts, um, you know, and they're more likely to spend money. So I think really, if there are any you know hot salty nut salesmen out there, the, those who who purvey the the hot salty nuts, and they're really anti, like the hot salty nuts based humor. I think they've got to re-examine like where their their uh, primary customer customer base is, and you know really really change their attitude accordingly. I love how this is like a, a sincere business sincere dialogue. letter. Yes, like this this is sincere business discussion and like actual applicable advice for. Fucking hot salty nuts. Jesus Christ. I mean What are we doing? Like, it seems like it's a very large industry. When you go to the city and you see that there's a real place for uh a business selling hot salty nuts. I mean, you know, New York I don't think it's quite moved to Chicago yet. Um no. if you do see stuff on the street in Chicago, which is very rare, I think there's probably like more ordinances in Chicago about that, which is sad i will say you know chicago's a lot cleaner than new york city don't get me wrong um 
the invention of alleyways would have really helped you. Um, but, uh, you, you know. You can keep your alleyways in Chicago. I think we don't need them. You really fucking do. Your city is covered in garbage. It is covered in garbage. Is that all the alleyways are designed for? Yeah, it's a place for you to put your garbage. For garbage? That's gross. I would rather just not have that space in this city. But then you've got garbage all over your fucking walkways and people. And plants and animals. Or you can keep it contained to the area where it's meant to be. And then your walkways are a lot cleaner. I don't know if you've been to Chicago recently. But like, well, I've been to the city and I don't see garbage like that. Uh, I mean, I do. I do. And I think overall... The amount of money... I'm not a city planner, right? I, I will say I'm not a civil engineer. I'm not a city planner. I am a psych and management student. So take this with a grain of salt, perhaps. But I think the money that Chicago is losing out on by having alleyways, they are making up for in having to pay less people to like pick up trash in like the walkways and the and the sidewalks and whatever, right? I think you're you're making up for it. Because trash goes in the alleyways, and it's done, and you don't have to worry about it. Like, the, the garbage people come, they deal with that, they're done. In New York, it's all on the curb, it's all gross, it's disgusting. Fuck New York City. Um, uh, but, what, a tough, what a tough choice between yeah. gross alleys and gross streets. I, guess, I mean, but you never have to walk down so. the alleyways. You never have to walk in the alleys. That's just lost real estate. That's true, but I'm saying that you're making up for that by having to pay less people with, like, uh, their salaries and shit. And just be like, you know, like, it's cleaner so you don't have to pay as many people to pick up garbage because there's less garbage to pick up because it's all in little designated areas. So it's not that bad. And, you know, for a long time, Chicago was number two in uh, in terms of, like, cities and stuff, you know? What? Uh, when did they get that? When did they get that? There's uh, a lot of cities. In in terms of, like, in the, uh, uh, the U.S. I don't know if there was ever a time where it was larger than Mexico City. Probably not. But, at least in terms of just the U.S., um... Chicago was number two for a very long time up until, uh, like, because it was founded in, like, the early-ish 1800s, like, well before the Civil War. Um, but it didn't quite hit its stride until, like, right about after. But, like, hang on. One, I got I to gotta get my timeline right. Um, so, like... Starts out in, like, the early 1800s. Um, there's this guy, uh, 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 Sable. I forget his full name. He's French, so he has a long-ass name. But he comes up. He's like, fuck yeah, this is a good good place to make a, a city. So he settles it. And a lot of people start flocking there. But... It doesn't really hit its stride and, like, get bigger than Boston for a while. And then we have the Great Fire towards the end of the 19th century. But then after that, 
really starts to pop off. And it's not until Hollywood gets really big, if I recall correctly, if I recall my Illinois state history. Um, I'm not a native here, so it's not really my my strong suit. They didn't really go over this in elementary school that often. But um, they, uh, but like by the time like Hollywood gets really big, that's when LA starts to take over and gets larger, right? Like it starts with the gold rush, but it's still not that big. It's still not bigger than Chicago. But after Hollywood and like, they had to create an entire new medium of communication and entertainment to make Los Angeles bigger than Chicago. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. So there, you know, for LA to be the king killer, they had to, they had to really beef that shit up and people are leaving LA. Uh, well, are they leaving LA? They're leaving California, but I don't know if they're leaving LA. So there, there's a chance that Chicago might get big again, but I don't know. People are leaving Chicago as well. So it's all, it's all up in the air, but I think there's a real chance that, uh, if there's like some other industry that decides that Chicago is going to be the, the main like hub area for it, LA's fucking toast. Cause LA fucking sucks. LA sucks. You can, you, you can, uh, quote me on that. Fuck LA. Damn. Just roasted all of LA. It's a bad city. It's a bad city. No one I don't spared. Like it. It's a bad city. It it is dry and hot, and there's a lot of crime, and it's dirty, and it's hot, and it's gross, and it's hot, and I don't like it. I think and you used the same reason like three times. I I would like to preface again that it's fucking hot, and it sucks, and it's hot. <laughs> you know, I I, I want to reiterate that the temperature has a lot to do with it and it's only going to keep getting hotter there. And granted, granted, it's not as dry or as hot as like Palm Springs. Cause Palm Springs is on the other side of the mountains and it's in a rain shadow desert, but it's still fucking ass in LA. Um, San Diego is pretty cool though. San Diego's okay. I don't, I don't mind San Diego, but um, yeah, fuck LA. Uh, I, of the three largest city, but let's get back on track, right? Let's, let's get back on track. What was the track? Before we go to the ad break, I want to, I want to get your, your opinion. Would you rather have a cleaner city with more like, you know, food carts or like whatever kind of vendors per, like per square mile, or would you rather have or, or like a, a dirtier city with more vendors or a cleaner city with less? I guess a dirtier city with more. I I think that's probably... I go back and forth, right? Because there's Food not... anywhere you walk is like kind of why the city is pretty great. Yeah. It's a lot of um, the reason. Even though fucking New York hot dogs are not good. Um, but if you put ketchup like, on your hot dog, you're a fucking criminal. Just, just having like food walking distance is so good. It is like, yeah, there, there's not like not food. It's just that even when you convenient. go in the city, it's really convenient. 
Yeah, even but like even when you go in the summer to the downtown Chicago, you have to go in into a building to get food. There's not a lot of like vendors doing hot dogs outside, you know. If you want a hot dog, usually you got to go to Portillo's and that's just fucking lame, you know. Cuz Portillo's always has a ridiculously fucking long line. Especially with the fucking drive-through. Oh my god. Have you ever seen like uh you you've been to California, right? Have you ever seen how long the lines are for In-N-Out? No. Okay. So they they're pretty long. Portillo's has that exact same length. It's like 12 car lengths, but also it's two cars wide. So there's like 24 cars in a line at any given time at any given Portillo's. Like if 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 Portillo's is open, they're fucking swamped. It's ridiculous. And they're not even making like very complicated um meals, right? It's beef sandwiches, beef variants of beef sandwiches. I was going to say the beef croissants, but that's again basically just beef sandwich. Um or hot dogs or I think maybe they do salads. And that's it, right? It's not it's not very difficult. Oh no, they do ribs. They do uh barbecue ribs. But like it's basically just like a sort of similar to like a subway where they're just always doing they're always roasting beef. They're always making hot dogs. They're always barbecuing ribs. And even then, it it like it takes a while because there's just so many orders that they're churning through. So I would say like I would trade like 25% more dirty for 25% more convenient convenient food like carts and whatever the fuck. I I would say that's a reasonable trade. Percentages. Oh, you're losing me. I hey, STEM major, STEM major, you know. STEM and business. Oh god. I'm all numbers. I hate that. I hate that. Um, you chose the life. No, it, the life chose me. You know, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. You know? You know what I mean? God. Now, now that's that's a debate we can have after the, the ad break about which city has better rappers. But, you know, uh, hmm. That's, that, that is a debate for after the ad break because we need to, you know, Make some moolah. Uh, we gotta, we gotta fulfill some contractual ob- obligations. So, uh, uh, we'll, we'll catch you after. This episode is sponsored by Liquid IV, the number one powdered hydration brand in America. We've been partnering with them all summer, and I've been using it to beat the heat through some of these particularly nasty heat waves. While it was scorching hot outside, I was staying cool and refreshed with Liquid IV and their twelve delicious flavors. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you twice as fast and far more efficiently than water alone. And it also contains five essential vitamins and three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks without any GMOs, gluten, dairy, or soy. Liquid IV is also committed to equitable access to clean water worldwide, partnering with leading organizations to fund and foster innovative solutions with communities that protect both their water and their futures, and donating 39 million servings in 50-plus countries around the world. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. 
Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code IIHSPODCAST, all one word, at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code IIHSPODCAST, again, all one word, at liquidiv.com. Thank you again to Liquid IV for partnering with us. This podcast is sponsored by Amanda Redwine, your no-nonsense talk therapist and parent coach. Serving individuals and couples in both Illinois and Florida for counseling slash therapy, as well as worldwide for parent coaching. Amanda's specialty is working with teens and young adults, as well as their family systems. Amanda has extensive experience working with youth who identify on the LGBTQIA spectrum. She has also done couples work based on a foundation of the Gottman Method. She brings a light, no-nonsense approach to treatment that is approachable and empathetic. She is unflappable and makes her clients comfortable from the very beginning. Find out more at www.amandaredwine.com. That's A-M-A-N-D-A-R-E-D-W-I-N-E.com. Thank you again for sponsoring this episode, and back to the show. Hello, welcome back. Uh, it is, what is it, one day later? Yes. We're, yeah, we're, we're in the, we're in next month. We are. It's been, you know, we, we waited all the way to February to finish this episode. You want to hear some crazy news that just happened in the... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so uh, this famous, uh, what is it, Ferrari racer? No, yeah. Formula One racer yeah. named Lewis Hamilton switched from his... 10 years, soon to be 11 years of confidence with Mercedes to Ferrari. I, one of my friends who's into Formula One, actually, the person who we dedicated the very first episode of this show to, uh, my friend Zoe, she posted that on her um, Snapchat story. See, it's big news. It is, it is. She's, she has a huge crush on Lewis Hamilton, so... Sorry, sorry to expose you, Zoe, but whoa, we all know. We know now. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, uh, big news in the I Formula One scene. Yeah, I don't really have like a very serious opinion on it, but I think it's very funny because everyone is who cares about it says this news doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I I think it is kind of a you know to like, to understand why people are saying that it's because um, both Mercedes and Ferrari are competing against Red Bull for the fastest Formula One car. Yeah, and, I hear Red Bull does really well. Yeah, and the problem is like both Mercedes and Ferrari are in the same boat where they they both have a a need to build a new and faster car. So it's like trading one problem for the same problem. Yeah. I mean, we do that a lot, don't we? You know, totally fair. Uh, that's, that's, isn't that the story of humanity here? Here's actually, I have a story from just this afternoon that is sort of similar to that trading one problem for another. So, um, I'm, I'm really peeved about this because I feel like this is very inefficient. 
So in between my house and my school, there is a train track, right? Uh, Amtrak uses it. Uh, freight trains use it. All that sort of, you know, business, you know, train related activities. I am coming home from school. I have finished my classes. I would like to go home and uh, actually I was, uh, what was I doing? I was getting ready for uh, D&D actually. Well, we, we just recorded that. We had a great time, by the way. We're really excited for that uh, first episode to come out, but we're, we're going to hold off a few weeks uh, just to see if this gels because the last lineup didn't quite gel. So uh, sorry about that, everyone. Um, but yeah. Uh, we're, we're testing this new lineup, but anywho, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm excited about D and D. I'm like, Ooh, I got to like workshop some stuff. I'm going to take Buster out. I'm going to take the dog out for a walk and we're going to, we're going to brainstorm some stuff, but I pull up to the red light or, or the, the traffic light for the train. And it turns red right as I'm like up at the front to turn left. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, you know what? Uh, you know, it sucks, but whatever. And then the train bars come down and the flashing lights and all that, you know, ding, 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 you know, like there's a train coming, right? So I put my car in park because I'm like, ah, fuck it. You know, I'm going to be here for a while. Uh, but then there was no train. <laughs> like they just came down for no fucking reason. And nice. they just they just didn't like you trying to get somewhere. I yes. Think. But here's the kicker, right? While the train bars are coming down, there's a red light at the street that's going perpendicular or parallel to the tracks. So there's a green light facing us when we can't go, but there's a red light facing them when they totally could. So I'm wondering how often does that occur? How how often is that an occurrence where there's a red light on the street when like people can when people could totally go but there's a green light when there's a train coming right i'm wondering like how many seconds that holds people back right like i i'm thinking about this from like an economics perspective like you'll have to factor in all the time people waste thinking about how much time is wasted hey I don't I don't think that that's that's time wasted, right? Especially not here because we're talking about it while we're making money. So, you know what? I don't, you know, we're 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 I'm having a good time, you know. I'm I'm fine to just talk about dumb bullshit and make money on it, you know? That's cool in my book. But the uh but like thinking about that sort of thing, right? Think about all the man hours that are wasted over the year, like say that happens, you know, once a day for 20 seconds per day, right? 365 yes. days a year. And we'll say on average, uh, the people between uh, behind both of those red lights, let's say every time that happens, there's 10 people, right? So you're going to have 20 seconds per 10 people. That's 200 seconds. That is a minute, right? That, that's over a minute uh, for, you know, collectively. And then you, 
Like, like that's over. What is that? That's over three minutes, actually. So, so we'll we'll round it down to 180 seconds. It's three minutes. Now, three minutes for 366 because this is a leap year. 366 times three minutes. Uh, uh per year. 366 times three. That's 1,098 minutes divided by 60. That is 18.3 man hours wasted. You know, all those people could have been doing something super productive with that time, but there was no train coming and there was no way for us to get through. There was no one who was at the, um, so we've covered three of the four, uh, ways you can go on the intersection. There was no one on the fourth lane that's sort of facing the train tracks, but not, but like perpendicular to them. Uh, there was no one there either. So it wasn't red for them. Like it wasn't red to like, let them, you know, turn left or right. It was red for literally no reason. So 18.3 man hours per year, every year for no fucking good reason. Why? Why does this need to happen? Obviously, it's for you. It is. It is for me. And what I don't understand is there's a fucking college right here. There's there's a fucking whole university. And there is, as far as I can tell, there's a civil engineer program here. So why the fuck don't they just get someone from the civil engineering program to be like, hey, that's inefficient. That wastes like... Uh, almost 20 man hours a year for no fucking reason you know if we if the town of where i'm at collectively had 18 more man hours per year that could you know make some serious difference right like a lot can happen in 18 man hours you know like that's that's a lot of work like cumulatively you know people people like you gotta you gotta look at like where 20 more seconds for uh, 10 more people every single day. A lot of that, a lot of things can happen with that. A lot of money could be made in town. A lot of like positive developments could happen in 18.3 man hours per year. So that's, that's my, that's my gripe is we need to make sure that um, traffic lights are running more efficiently with fucking train signs. That's that's my that's my Roman Empire. Is imagine how much time you could save if the traffic lights ran a little bit more efficiently. Like, come on. I I fucking love man hours. Do have you ever had to take a class about like economics or like accounting or whatever, and you, and like talked about man hours because it's really interesting. You know. No, I haven't. It's, it's, I, I love it. I, it's one of my favorite parts about like econ or, um, business. I first learned about it in my personal finance class, um, with my, uh, that was, that was in high school. Um, shout out Mr. O- uh, Mr. Bannon, not Mr. O'Bannon. Sorry. That was, that was someone else. Mr. Bannon fucking love you, dude. You're awesome. I, I doubt he's listening to this cause I doubt he remembers me, but I fucking love Mr. Bannon. He's a homie. Um, also shout out Mr. Holden got me into psychology and now I'm a psych major going for a doctorate. So 
yeah, you can you can take credit for some of that. So yeah, shout out Mr. Holden. Um, nice. Yeah, I I had a lot of good teachers in high school. I I uh I would say on the whole, um, I have had more good teachers in high school than bad ones. Cause like at the school, fortunate. yeah, at the school we had together, I would say. You know, we had like Three four. Te- we had four teachers. Five, if you want to count uh, uh, JW. If, if you want to count him, um, you can you can say five. I would, or if you want to count I, Kyle, you you could say six. Actually, I would count five because we had um, and we then, had uh, we had this we had this teacher named Kate, and Kate was great. Oh, we don't talk about you Kate. didn't count Kate. You didn't count Kate to begin with. Oh, that was that was my count. It was so we had. I don't so want to like four people. Yeah, Is I don't that... want to name like last names, but we had um, Rob, we stand Kate, Craig, Dave, and Kate, and those were my first four. And then I was like, "What about Jay?" Jay was five for me, and then Kyle was six, and then Rebecca oh, came in to replace I, Rob. So I guess you seven. didn't count. You didn't count David. No, I said Dave. Oh, you said Dave. Yeah, Dave. Oh, well. I don't know. They, you know, yeah, very lucky of you. I I think I think all in all between those teachers that we shared, I would only say I would say most of them were Okay, I'll say uh Rob was okay, Rebecca was okay. Jay wasn't a great teacher, but you know what? that wasn't like his main job so he gets a pass he was sort of like the, the he was the teacher's boss and he was yes. like okay at that too but he but he also <laughs> taught classes um so because he was doing like two jobs at once he sort of was eh at both of them um uh craig was great shout out shout out craig um dave was cool and uh kate was awesome uh kate Kate and my mom were friends because, you know, uh, you know, you know, if you I know, do. you know, if I you don't do know, know, then you don't know. I, um, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, you'll figure it out when you're older. How about that? Um, but yeah, I, I would say, oh, and Kyle was awesome. Kyle, Kyle's a fucking G. So, um, yeah. Oh yeah. Professor Ky- Kyle. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, I think he's getting married soon. So shout out Kyle, love you, man. Um, yeah, good luck on that. Um, yeah. So, I as far as the teachers we shared, you know, on the whole, pretty good. And then in high school, I can only really remember like, as far as teachers for like actual subjects, I don't think I ever had anyone that was like too bad or anything. Like I had like one who was like sort of out but of this touch. Is a- this isn't very interesting. We're just talking about I know, good I'm trying teacher to, experiences. No, I'm trying to determine like the ratio of like good teachers to bad teachers. Because you know how like in pop culture, you know, teachers are evil, they're out to get you and you ever, all that. Did shit. you ever have a teacher send you to Walmart? No. As part of an education purposes? I need well, I want to hear this. This is this sounds very interesting. Well, it happened at our school. Were were you the person who was sent to Walmart, or? I mean, actually, I was. 
Who sent you? Uh, what? Me. That sounds like that sounds like I'm a fucking uh, Batman like a assassin. It was Who really sent you. It was really funny because like this was when like me and my buddy worked there. So we were both like, please let us not be seen with our school. This is like, (laughs) oh, you worked at Walmart. I don't remember you ever working at Walmart. Really? I worked there for freaking 10 months. I, I never remembered that. Yeah. That's unfortunate. This was, this was in New York, right? What? No, wait, you worked at that Walmart in that town, and I never knew? Yeah, isn't that hilarious? Having lived literally across a parking lot from you. See, you didn't even care. I, it's, it's, hey man, I, you're, you know what, I will, I will kind of admit, you know what, you have a point there, you have a point there, that maybe I, maybe 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 I could have cared a little bit more. Maybe you could have cared a little more about my life. And what I was doing. <laughs> I literally have no recollection of that. Did um, uh, did JP work with you? We had a, uh, he had a roommate called uh, JP. Yes. So, JP worked at the. I kind of remember JP maybe working at Walmart, but like. Yes. We worked. Really? Yeah. How come I never saw you at Walmart then? Um. Maybe you just always went to self checkout. You piece of shit. I probably did. Since you didn't care. <laughs> i mean did you uh did you get your uh what is it your fucking magic fix your magic the gathering fix at while you you're mean working walmart? no like like yeah i don't know didn't you get like an employee discount or some shit yeah, oh no walmart like, doesn't really give those do they unlike coke and nabisco products that's they it were like yeah <laughs> wow that sucks ass dude that sucks ass and yeah, like cor- corporate america yeah like I was gonna say, like if you and uh, what was it, JP got um, Walmart discounts, you know, you could have gotten like discounts on like your groceries and shit. That would have been, you know, nifty at least. But if it was that limited, damn, that that sucks, bro. Yeah, it yeah. did not it did not do what you think it did. None of my roommates worked anywhere there at the end, at least. We uh, we had one uh uh not. I don't think he was your roommate, but we had one housemate who then became my roommate um, or apartment mate, flatmate, I guess, if you want to be all British about it, um, who uh, I will remain, who, who I will allow to remain nameless. But uh, if he listens to this, you know who you are. You know what you did. Um, Whoa, this is like vicious, but this he vengeful. He had some hygiene issues, to put it mildly, and uh, he worked at Arby's. And let's just say, uh, I don't trust Arby's anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I never went to that Arby's after I found out that he was working there. Uh, and then it took me a couple years before I would go to another Arby's. It's kind uh, of a shame that, like, you know... Um... Because in a in a cruel twist, he had serious like uh, sensitive issues to bacteria. So I mean, yeah, but then he didn't, you know, shower. So like, 
How are, how are you going to stay clean from the bacteria if you don't cleanse yourself, dude? And he was just like an asshole roommate and like an asshole person, too. You know? Like, he would do these, like, gross shit. Like, uh, he would, like... Can we, can we talk about that funny story? Because it's crazy. I mean, like, it's kind of evil to an extent. All right, do you want to tell it? Do you want to it's tell it? It's a bit it? of everything, you know. It's about it's about perspective. I'll let I'll let you tell it. I'll let you tell it. Okay. You don't so, get to tell stories that often. I, I, it's usually me telling stories, so I'm gonna let you so tell one. This is when we both lived at apartments. Yes. And uh, someone was someone was moving out. I don't remember. I thought it was you. I thought you were moving out, but maybe I'm wrong. No. I uh, I only ever moved from uh, the place across town to the one by by the school, and that was it. Uh, okay, well, I only essentially, essentially what happened is uh, I'm moving into this space, and I'm like, uh, and I'm living with this roommate of yours, and I'm trying to accommodate to, like, his certain needs, because I need him to be a f- contributing member of our apartment. Yes. He can't he can't like not cook or not do the dishes. One because like it's not fair to the other people living with him, but True. also because it's a part of kind of being independent in this program, this school yeah. that we're at. So exactly. I'm doing this stuff and I'm like, "Ah, oh, it's okay. It's all right." And then um a plot hatches between me and your roommates oh and... yes uh are, are we talking ethan and chris yeah i wasn't using names but oh i i i think it's okay to use like first names we'll we'll we won't we you know, hatch use... a plot yes and essentially while everyone is not cons- suspicious because why would they be uh um, yeah we take all my stuff from my room and we walk it down an entire street and then into this like housing complex and then we just move me into this recently vacated room in their place and then we moved all of your stuff to my room and then we were like we don't know how this happened and you know we got our like house head and he's like well switch it back and we're like well what if i don't want to switch it back and what if it's already happened and we're just gonna make this a thing now and uh somehow i got away with it and then i proceeded to like not live in the original space that was arranged for me yeah i remember for like the last five months of my stay yeah you uh you had that uh yeah it was like that new that new uh development so while we were at boarding school they i was there for a little bit but then um but then like you know he moved in and i was like you know what it's fine and then i think uh, and then it wasn't fine no it was perfect it was actually perfect because did you ever live with uh, Eric? Is that, did you ever do that? No, I never, I never got to live with Eric. Um, okay. That's funny because, um, 
I basically like left Eric and our our third roommate JD? to no. Oh, oh, the bad roommate, the nameless one. The one everyone wanna... in this story can be named except for the nameless one. How about that? Yeah, it's because you've said so many mean things about him. I feel bad if we mention it. I name. said I said I was going to give him uh, the respect of anonymity, and that's the only respect I can afford for him. Is all yeah, I'll because, say. Because you're not respecting anything else, clearly. What was there to respect? What was there? Uh, the, the, yeah. The, the privacy of his own struggles. Uh, he made his struggles very public in a very gross way. So I have, uh, uh, no respect for that. And they forced me to live with him for many more months than I was comfortable with. And I was more accommodating than I should have been, which was not at all. The fact that I gave him any sort of accommodation whatsoever uh, is more mercy and patience than even Job had. So, well, yeah. I feel but, like this has gone pretty off topic. The point is, I successfully pulled off a room heist. You did. Where I, I moved myself out and, and I was never penalized for it. Yeah, I think I heard about this. I don't think I was involved because my stuff was all in. I was the only one who didn't move that day. I stayed in my own room. Eric and Chris came to live with me. And oh my God, when they came to live with me, my life got so much fucking better. I fucking love Ethan and Chris. I'm so sad. Um, So my parents are still in contact with Chris's parents uh, because Chris's dad literally saved my grandma's life. So uh, we... we, we, Oh uh, yeah, did he perform like... CPR. Like CPR, yeah. Yeah, my, my a, grandma had a, a cardiac event. That's a crazy story. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't even there for it. Uh, they were having a dinner, and I think I was uh, packing to go home on, like, a home visit. Uh, all, I, all I know is I was, I was not there. I think I was still at the um, – no, I might have been at the hotel. I think I went to the hotel, and my – uh, grandma went with my mom and my stepmom to like a dinner thing in uh and and with with all the other like parents and stuff and my grandma had a fucking cardiac event but uh because chris's dad is uh like a cardiologist or whatever whatever yeah. you call them i think like it's the, a cardiologist the, heart, the people who work on hearts yeah like an open i think he's an open heart surgeon too uh and and he just like yeah i got you and uh they took her to the hospital thing and <laughs> the way you simplified it to from I wasn't cpr to i got you that's i mean uh, from what i heard that's what it was is he was just like yeah you know i know what to do i'm a, I'm a fucking g i know i'm a g unit this is this is a ain't nothing new that's that's how i heard about it so uh maybe <laughs> maybe the people who were there can dispute it uh grandma certainly can't uh but that's from no fault of Chris's dad. That's that's just plain old sad old age. Uh, fuck age. Fuck cancer. That's that's the that's the thing. But yeah, no, Chris's dad's a fucking G. And they uh, took her to what was it? UVU Hospital, and they were just like, oh yeah, she needs a pacemaker. And they put a pacemaker in. And I don't think she had a single cardiac event for the rest of her life. So yeah, that that was awesome. So that was that was yeah. 
it's a great story. See, and... we, us and our, like, really, like, shitty narrating of very great stories. Right? We're so bad at this. Uh, I think it would have helped if maybe we had just committed to, like, using names beforehand. And just been like, you know what, we'll use first names, and that'll be the rule. For for uh, for the sake of anonymity, Kale's grandmas will remain anonymous. I mean, she's fucking dead, bro. <laughs> she, <laughs> you can't really dox her. For respect for the victim. <laughs> she is living, she is in a box in my stepmom's office. She is gone. <laughs> But, I, the, I, but the box will remain anonymous. Sure, sure, sure. Why not? But yeah, we're yeah. I love how we went from we were talking about hot salty nuts yesterday to my grandma's fucking cardiac event. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's that's great. This is what you get on this fucking show. This, this, this is, is what, what you a, get. This is what taking a, a a day off will do to you. It so, really does. I. You know, that's a lesson for everyone. Is uh, No days off. Hashtag no days off. No, Hashtag take a day off. off. You might you might surprise yourself. I mean <laughs> is this a good you surprise might, though? You might you might think of something that has nothing to do with whatever you were trying to do the day before. That's but you correct. Might, you might still feel better from it. You know, fair. Fair. Even yeah. even if the th- two things will have no no connection or correlation with each other whatsoever. Yeah. Also, I do want to say um, about Arby's, even though they have suspect hiring processes, uh, they kept the nameless one out of my apartment uh, for Arby's? several. Yes, Arby's kept the nameless one out of my apartment for hours at a time. So you know what? Uh, fucking respect. Um, I'm sorry to all the people who ate food that he touched, but you know what? You know why? I did. I lived with him. I didn't, and I lived with him for longer. That's that's how you know. I uh, yeah. That was that was my commitment to the bit of fucking hating him. Except it wasn't a bit; it was true. I I will say, uh, me and a, and a friend of ours, Andrew, uh, we were definitely the people who hated him the most, and you. Yeah. You were definitely fucking sucking up to to everyone be, by being like, "Oh, he's not that bad. He's not that bad." Fuck you, fuck you. Uh, now, all right. I want some vindication. I want some vindication. Forgive now, that... me for trying to defend someone who, like, did not actively try to attack either of you. It wasn't. Way. It wasn't. You know, like physical violent attacking but it wasn't any attacking on his no, part it was it wasn't physical violence i will he say was not that. A, he was not attacking either of you any time that whole that whole time you were both sharing a living space okay but he was but he was attacked constantly by both of you which isn't fair. i didn't attack him physically okay, well he was louis ckying me Every, like, almost all the fucking time, he was Louis C.K.ing me, bro. So I feel like I've earned a little bit of a, a fucking vindication. Uh, considering, you know? 
If if Louis C.K. is no longer allowed to have a career, then I think I'm allowed to fucking throw some verbal jabs at a guy who's fucking jacking off in his fucking pocket uh, when we repeatedly tell him to stop. So, fuck that guy. Um, fuck everyone who made me live with him. And, uh, yeah. Fuck the system. Fuck uh, the rules. Fuck the establishment. And fuck Arby's. Um, you want to do a big red button? <laughs> Let's do it. I'm, I'm fired up. Uh, I sort of went into this a little too hot. Um, uh, <laughs> He's so hot right now, everyone. I was, I came into it. I was, I was red in the face. I was like, he's still too hot. He blustering. needs time to cool down. His, he's too hot for. The, he's overheating on words. I made my, I made my landing approach a little too fast, and so I, now I need to pull back and make another approach. But um, all right. I really, I really did not need that verbal uh, connotation in my ears. Please, what? I don't, I don't need to hear about you pulling out and having to reposition yourself. Ew, gross. This is what you said. Uh, fuck you. I know I said it, but fuck you. Um, ah, uh, shit, shit. Um, you better pull out again. No, I have it actually. I have it actually. Uh, so this is going to tie into what we were talking about before we went into this nosedive of poorly narrating stories. Are we going um, back to the salty nuts? No, 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 no. We're going to the... I think oh, we're going to go to the train hot? thing. I think we're going to go to the train thing. You want to talk about the train thing? Or do you want to do a hot salty nuts one? Do you want, sure, do you want a I hot love, salty nuts one? I love trains. We talked so much about trains today. Uh, for Because... We have to be mad. Okay. We have to be mad about it. Um, you will never get stuck behind a train again, but you Such have to. Such a weirdly specific place to be, like stuck behind. Like, do you not like, like the actual behind of a train? No, you're actually like stuck behind. behind like you have to wait for crossing. the train to move. You are be- <laughs> you are stuck behind a train crossing. Stuck at a train crossing. Uh, you'll never, you'll never have to do that again, but the only music you can ever listen to in your car is by the band train. That sounds awful. Give me, give me those 18 hours every year behind a train. I would rather not deal with that. Yeah. Fuck train. I haven't Uh, heard a single train song, but I already know that I could listen to better music waiting. You've never heard Hey Soul Sister? Oh, yes. Did you es- I was going to say you escaped 2010 without listening I think to I, fucking Hey I think Soul I think I just deleted like the memories that I picked up of Train and their music affecting my life. <laughs> I'm not lucky enough back. for that. Now you can suffer the pain that I've been suffering. You know, I I haven't been vindictive today like you have, but I will say fuck Train. Yeah. Fuck Pat Monahan, that's the lead singer of Train. Um, yeah, I know them well enough to know the lead singer's fucking name. So I have not been lucky enough to escape their fucking insidious plague that they spread on music from, what was it, fucking 1990, fucking, I don't know, 1992 to 2012, we'll say, for 20 fucking years. 
they spread their little virus all over music and they fucking ruined it. And I have not been able to escape their wrath for years. And so <laughs> I, I, I would personally take all 18.3 man hours every year of being stuck behind a train. If it meant I didn't have to listen to train in the car. Cause Holy shit, dude, they were fucking everywhere. Uh, do you remember that song drive by? Yeah, I do. Do you remember the line after you uh, mentioned train, looking for a two ply hefty bag to hold my love? Do you remember that? Do you remember the hefty bag line? Cause I remember the fucking hefty bag line. If you had to describe love and you had to use the words two ply hefty bag to hold my love. Oh, you son of a bitch, Pat Monaghan. When he dies, when Never he has... dies, we need to cut his brain open to figure out what the fuck went wrong so we can prevent it from ever happening again. We should, it's to find that, that heavy bag that he's been carrying all his stuff in. <laughs> exactly. All of his love. Ew. Ew. By the way, fucking ew. Um, he can uh, keep that heavy bag to himself. Thank you very uh, much. What is it? Uh, your lipstick stains on the front lobe of my left side brains? Fuck you, Pat Monahan. Fuck you. He's awful. I hate him. I hate him. I hope... I hear he's a really good dude. Um, uh, <laughs> I love I hear... that. I love that shift. No, fuck no, no. Him. I... I hear he's a really good dude. No, I'm going to reiterate fuck him there at the end. But, I, but I to reiterate, to... I've heard he's a really good dude. Nobody likes his music. Uh, he's fucking awful, but... You know, with with like album sales and shit like that, he does donate to charity. Um, uh, he re-recorded what was it, Led Zeppelin two, I think. Uh, and like all the profits from that went to like, uh, like music education programs, I think, for kids. Um, uh, so fuck you for even touching Led Zeppelin, but at least all the profits from that fucking travesty went to teaching kids to be better at music than you, Pat fucking Monahan, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, you're a scumbag. Uh, and for what you did to music, I will never forgive you, but, uh, keep donating to charity and and trying to redeem yourself. That's, that's what I'll say. I think we can, we can end the podcast having made an enemy of Pat Monahan. Jesus Christ. Let's go. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to say uh, thank you to Justin Connor for your patronage. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, many, many months, you know. Uh, if, if it's uh, February, Keeping I think the it's lights like two on. and a half. The lights literally would turn off. What the fuck would we do? Uh, yeah, aren't you at like one and a half years? Or Yeah, yeah, one and a half years. If you started in August of uh, 2022... And we're in February 2024. That's one and a half years. So thank you for your continued support, Justin. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you guys want to join Justin in the, you know, exclusive club of our patrons, uh, head on over patreon.com slash IIHS podcast. Uh, we have a link down in the description. Um, head on over there. Join the uh, subscriber uh, tier for a cool shout out in the description of every episode and a cool verbal shout out as well. Um, 
we're we're sort of working on uh, maybe adding some more benefits to that as well. So stay tuned. Um, we'll probably uh, if you don't hear anything else about it, then you don't hear anything else about it. But I we 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 have something cooking. So uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. But if you join our five dollar tier, you get to hear all these episodes early as soon as they're done being edited and ad free which is you know super cool you don't have to skip through the ad break you know it's fun um and uh we also do movie commentaries as well uh we're you know what i have an idea of of, uh one that we might do uh this uh for uh for valentine's day so uh stay tuned to that and um yeah uh that's that's really fun we uh we also have some uh some christmas ones uh we did all of uh the first four indiana jones movies and we did uh uh, the rock with scott henson great one uh one of our one of our favorites um yeah so go check that out uh patreon.com slash iihs podcast uh on social media we are at iihs podcast all one word um we are on threads twitter fuck you elon it's not x um instagram uh, Blue Sky and YouTube. We are at IIHS Podcast. So go check us out over there. Uh, topic suggestions, Q&A, updates. That's where you'll see all of those. So uh, yeah, that's that's all the calls to action. Um, do you have anything you want to add? No. Uh, I how about how about one last fuck you, Pat Monahan? How about that? Well, duly added. Are you gonna are you gonna add one yourself or are you just gonna acknowledge that I added one? <laughs> I think the latter. All right, pa- Maxwell's still trying to save face just in case he runs into Pat Monahan. You know, you never fucking... know. He doesn't want to uh, get might... fucking shanked. I don't want to see him in his hefty bag of love. <laughs> his two ply hefty bag to hold his love. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck He's you. He's scary. I'd be really scared of him seeing him <laughs> with that. You know he's got the two ply hefty bag, but what else does he got? You never know, and it's best to it's best to not find out, uh, because he might uh, he might need fifty ways to say goodbye. If you know what I mean. For uh, real, like yeah. us. Uh, you'll be visited by an angel in blue jeans. Um, you okay, know. I think I think it's time to stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something something. Uh, meet Virginia. Drops of Jupiter. Uh, good night, everyone. <laughs>